In today's episode, we're speaking to Sarah Sabin. Sarah is a member of Entrepreneurial Magazine Leadership Network and a transformational leadership coach and a consultant. She partners with innovative companies who are ready to grow and up-level by creating more emotionally intelligent leaders. Let's speak to Sarah and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. We have Sarah Sabine. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. Glad to be here. I'm so excited. So Sarah is actually on our mastermind, but not only am I excited for that, but I know I've seen her journey and I know how amazing her journey has been even before she even joined the mastermind. So that's why I was excited to bring her to you. So Sarah, tell everybody what it is that you do. So currently I work as a transformational coach and I work with small successful businesses wanting to get to the next level. And I also work with early stage entrepreneurs wanting to get their business to consistent income. Fabulous, fabulous. So start, tell us, you know, how did you, how did all this happen for you? So where did it begin? Talk us through your journey. How long have you got? Um, So basically, I've changed career multiple times now, Mm. but I'll highlight the key points. So um, I did a double law degree at uh, university, uh, decided not to go into law, trained as a tax accountant, uh, worked for a top 10 accounting firm, then went to work for a multifamily office, which meant I was looking after a portfolio of high net worth individuals and families. And then basically about eight or nine years into my corporate career, the seeds of unrest sort of started setting. And I was like, I feel like something's wrong, but I know just moving job to another corporate environment is not really going to cut it. And it was around about that time that a friend of mine approached me and she said, would you like to co-found a startup? So I said, okay, why not? Um, Bright eyed and bushy tailed back in 2014. (laughs) I was like, how hard can it be? (laughs) Oh, boy. And basically, my first startup, um, I started in 2014 whilst I was still in the world of work. And that was an alternative careers um, service and resources for doctors wanting to change careers. Right. So um, to cut a long story short, it was doing really well. The timing of it was good. So I left my corporate career to do it uh, full time. Mm. And unfortunately, um, my relationship with my co-founder broke down over the course of that year. Um, And I walked away from it. Um, I'm happy to report that the business is still going, still flourishing, and our relationship, more importantly, is still intact as well. Mm. Um, But it was at that point I thought, okay, I'm going to start a tech startup all by myself, Um, (laughs) not knowing anything about tech. Um, and basically that began, I 
think around about the end of 2016, I think that was. Mm -hmm. Cutting a long story short there, I'd started it for all the wrong reasons. So I was doing it to prove a point as a vanity project, um, as an ego thing. Oh, look, I'm a woman in the world of tech type thing. And I was unhappy the entire way through. So Mm -hmm. it was two and a half years of chronic stress, anxiety, near burnout, the investor that came into my business just was the whole relationship was a nightmare. Uh, the technology was a nightmare. <laughs> um, so although to the outside world, it looked like everything was good, mm-hmm. like it was getting traction, people were using it. We had some big companies interested and I brought on a small team. By the end of that time, I was at this crunch point uh, where my then co-founder said to me, we've got an investor uh, that wants to put in a big chunk of money, yay. And I was like, no. <laughs> so I walked away um, from that. And basically, it started me on my current journey, which was basically, I forbade myself from doing anything for two months. So from starting anything new, I was doing consulting for a various startups, but I was like, right, it's time to stop now. Um, And it's interesting that every time I stop in my life, I have a breakthrough. Mm. And that was one of my big, big breakthroughs. I came across transformational coaching for myself. And I was like, wow, this is completely revolutionary. I'd never thought my internal environment Mm. affected everything on the outside so much. And so that was when I knew this is the business that I want to do next. And this is the keeper business. Um, because it was really coming from a strong, deeply rooted place. And over the course of um, time, basically, it came down to my niche, which is combining all of my skills. Of course, yeah. um, So entrepreneurialism, consulting, and coaching all in one. And especially for startups, because you've you've done two startups and you actually took them off the ground. I mean, doing the groundwork is the the hardest part. And then once it's it's like even birth to it, once it's born, then bringing it up is another thing. And that's developing is another factor. So let's talk, let's let's go back a bit. Uh, What made you walk away? Well, actually, let's go back even further. What gave you the courage to leave your corporate job for that startup? Because a lot of time when people are in the corporate world, yeah, they want to, they say they want to leave and go and start their own business, but the, the fear of not, not having the, you know, the, the regular income and having all of that stuff, you know, keeps holding them back. So tell me, um, you know, what, what, what gave you the courage to leave your corporate job and go into your, you know, into the startup and do it full time? So um, back then I had a very different psychological mindset and expectations Mm-hmm. So just to go through what some of those were, I basically had a startup that already had evidence that it was successful. It was already making money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go into this. And also psychologically, when I took that step, I was like, this is going to be what I'm doing for ages and ages. Mm-hmm. I never had I had any notion that I would have, you know, had to start again in a year. I would have been more reticent to take that step. And then also from a financial perspective, because this is so often a big reason why people don't want to take the leap. Mm. I had um, basically uh, saved a financial cushion to allow me to um, have some security in that aspect 
for a period of time. So that's helped psychologically um, with breaking away from it. Um, although what was interesting was I never thought when I left that I would ever go back into a corporate environment. Mm. And I've never had to, um, which is interesting, even though that didn't work out and there's been numerous evolutions since then. But I think I didn't have the same mindset back then that I have now. So Mm. like back then I was like, well, all startup entrepreneurs live on, I don't know what figure I set myself, like 20,000 pounds a year, which a lot of them do actually they live on ridiculously little money whilst they're building this startup. Mm-hmm. So those were my financial expectations of comfort at that time. I had right. already reconciled myself to that fact. Um, whereas now I'm like, no, a business is a business. We, I'm doing this and I'm going big. So I guess that's kind of the difference between now and then. Mm-hmm. And then the next big step was when she walked away from that business which was actually making money now a lot of people get stuck in there that you know they don't one is the baby so even if it wasn't making money they're stuck in there and second time secondly if it is making money and it is their baby and it's it's something that you left your corporate job for it takes a lot of courage again to walk away from that business so how did that come about for you so for me I suppose it was a the added element to this was I'd co-founded a business with my best friend Um, I would probably, well, I would never do that again. Sorry if you're listening. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there was that added dimension. It was um, also the personal element of someone you're very close to. You could feel the relationship really breaking down a Mm. lot. So I knew very certainly that if I stayed there, that the relationship would completely break down. The other element to it was, to be fair to her, it was her idea. It was her baby. She brought me in on it as co-founder, but it was her real passion, not mine. Mm. And again, I think this was an unconscious driver. I knew that that wasn't my real passion. Mm. I felt like I wasn't quite there yet. Right. And then when you went into tech, so how, again, once again, you've, you've had this amazing startup, which worked out, which didn't go down too well because of your relationship with your best friend. But then how do you get the, you know, where do you get the courage or the mindset to say, okay, I'm going to start my own and I'm going to do it in tech where you have no knowledge or no background in tech. So how did that come about? So um, one of the, one of the huge motivators in my life, Uh, which has changed recently was proving people wrong. Right. So throughout my discussed about this. Yeah. I remember discussing about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'd spent my whole life. um, If someone said you can't do something, I'd be like, no, I can. Hmm. Um, I've been like that ever since I can remember. And I think this was just another example of proving people wrong. And also because people like 95% of startups fail. It's so difficult to get investment. There's very few women in tech etc etc I was like no I'm gonna prove them all wrong what I didn't stop to do was think why am I doing this am I doing it just to prove people wrong or do I actually care about this and with all the self-development work I've done on myself I've started to strip away those masks Mm. of you know your initial motivators in life 
And that's actually quite stressful sometimes when you're like, all the things that previously motivated me, I want to strip away because they're just masks and layers and they don't really serve me anymore. But there's that interim phase where you're left with, well, who am I if I'm not motivated by proving people wrong exactly yeah sometimes that's part of your identity isn't it you have to change your identity and not be the one who's always disproving people because I I can relate to that because I was like that I in my in my you know growing up I was always the oddball in the family not the fact that you know people don't achieve it there are other achievers as well but not many girls and girls don't do what I do so I had the I had the exact same programming and I had to let go before I could be successful. Otherwise, you're always competing against the people and that, that, that creates a really negative energy. Right. Okay, so that tech did well. How did you let go of that? How did you again once again walk away from that? It seems like you, you know, you build this thing up and you just walk away. How did you walk away from the second startup? By the time I got to uh, the two and a half year point, um, I had nearly burned out twice. I had hardly seen any of my friends in years. Um, I Every time I saw my parents, I was just snapping at them. My, my relationship with my partner was also taking a hit and, you know, starting to not that it ever got to the point of breaking down, but it was getting, it was on that road. Mm. So literally everything, uh, all the things that mattered to me was starting to break down. Plus every day felt like a battle. So I was fighting with the developers or I was fighting with this person or that person and, and managing the team because I was coming from this stressed out place all the time. It was not, nice working for me I'm quite transparent about this as well working as um, a leadership coach you know I've been there like trying to have this dictatorial authoritarian no patience let's shout at people all the time it gets you to a certain place it doesn't get you much further than that Plus, it's incredibly stressful and it's exhausting for yourself if you're constantly operating from this place yes so after two and a half years of this Um, And to be fair, the co-founder that I later brought on, he was a great guy. Uh, We worked well together and he had found this uh, investor that was willing to invest. But I knew that if I took that money, I was bound to the startup for the next three to five years. Mm. I also knew with certainty that if that happened, I might have very little left else other than that at the end of that time period. So it really came down to a reevaluation of what's most important to me. And I think had I cared more about doing it to start with, had I done it because I'm like, I truly believe that this solution needs to get out into the world and like all of that. Had I come from that place, I would have been more willing perhaps to take the risk and make the sacrifices. But I had got to the stage where I was like, I'm being honest with myself and why I did this and it's just not going to cut it and I'm not prepared to sacrifice all my relationships for it. I think that takes its courage as well. I mean, I, I, it takes courage to stay in, in, in a project, in a business, but it takes equal amount of courage to walk away from it and reevaluate and see okay, what are my priorities? What's, what do I value more? This startup, this possibility of name, fame, money 
or the fact that I value my relationships, my sanity, my own well-being, and what what I what I mean by abundance. And this is where this is quite important. I think I want listeners to understand this. Abundance will come to you regardless of the project in the business is just one channel. I go on about this again and again. You probably heard me say this multiple times. Any business is just one channel for the universe or divine energy to give you abundance to you. So you've proven the fact that you've had multiple channels come through, but they haven't been in alignment with you. So you've walked away from that same point of view. You think, oh my God, why have we walked away from two brilliant businesses? But they weren't in alignment with who you are because where you are right now, it seems to be in a really happy place. You love what you do. You're bringing a lot of value. And the fact that you needed experience from those two startups to be able to help new startups and give them, you know, that perspective of being there, done that, you know, worn that T-shirt kind of a thing. So it's so vital to remember, even though the things you're doing in the moment may not seem, what's the point I've done this? I've just, you know, left it go, let that go. You've developed the skill set that you wouldn't have otherwise, and yet you do. And But you had the the inner knowing and the self-awareness to know, I need to, this is, I'm done with this. I need to walk away and go for somewhere else, which is, which takes a lot of courage. And this is why I want to compliment you for that. Even though you look back and say, well, that's a done deal. It's not a done deal for most people. It takes a lot of courage and you have that courage and that strong mindset saying, no, I know what I want. This isn't it. Mm. And, and that's what I want you to understand. And, and I, I totally respect you for that. So where did the, this idea that, you know what? I want to be, you know, so how did you come across the life transformation, life coaching? How did you do that? And how did you fall into that then? That's an interesting story, actually. So um, I was on a break, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which my partner was like, seriously, you're taking this break now. That's Mm. it. (laughs) Um, And I did, um, I did some energy healing. Mm. And, and I went to it with no expectations. I was like, well, I'm feeling a bit down, you know, I've just walked away from something I've built for two and a half years, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I had three sessions with this, uh, with this lady. And around about that time, it just, I don't know, I just came across a, tra- a, a master transformational coach. Mm. And I heard him talk and something just clicked immediately. Yeah. Um, and I just went deeper into that, tried it for myself. And I was like, wow. And it had come out of, (laughs) it had come out of nowhere. Like I had been resistant to being a coach for years. And then suddenly there was this complete 180 when I wasn't looking for it. And I didn't know what I was looking for. I mean, I love that. Again, this proves once again that as long as you put your intentions out into the universe, even if subconscious level, like you knew what you wanted, but you weren't clear about how to attain it, the universe provided the solutions to you. So your story time and time again shows to me how your gate, your universe is not only providing the lessons, but it's also guiding you. And then you finally met, you know, through the lady who, or the individual who, who helped, um, did the energy clearing for you, that allowed you to remove the, the certain blocks that were, in you know we're stopping you from recognizing maybe if you, if you had done that you wouldn't recognize the 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 coach the the trans, master transformation coach and therefore you wouldn't have ended up being with him and learning and doing what you're doing at the moment so isn't it amazing how the universe helps and supports you every aspect of your journey yes and you know i i can't say this enough that as someone that is prone to effort, I know you've said this as well to me, girl. <laughs> as someone that is prone to effort, oh, yeah. I also acknowledge that 
taking a step back mm. actually does help you move forward. So uh, one of my favorite quotes is slowing down to speed up. Yes. Because you just actually get that bigger picture perspective as well, apart from anything. And then you're also clearing space for something new to come in rather than sort of pushing, pushing, pushing for it. Mm. Is it easy to step back even though I know that no not all the time because because I'm fighting against my nature to a certain extent but um, I acknowledge time and time again that having an intention and stepping back from it has always led to powerful results Um, and one of my uh, one of my clients recently just finished his program and he's moved into exactly what he wanted to be doing he, he was like, oh, my God, you know, my life's changed, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, um, you know, it's interesting that, you know, you set the intention as well and people around you, you start to see them sort of transform as well. Mm. But the one knowledge that I always have when I step back and look at it is I've always been okay. And it's literally mm. been like when I walked away from something – Um, And I didn't know what was next. Something always came in. Something Mm. always happened. And that was monetary as well, because obviously I wouldn't have been able to stay out (laughs) corporate as long as I had if I hadn't have had income for the past however many years. Something has always, always come in. Now I'm at the stage of like really, really, uh, what's the word, fast forwarding. Uh, (laughs) So that's the blocks are starting to come up again. But, you know, creating space, I cannot emphasize enough how important that is. Agreed. Agreed. I completely agree with that. Okay, so thank you so much for sharing your experience with uh, with us, Sarah. We're going to have Sarah back anyway. We're going to have Sarah come back and teach us something so we can develop our business skills through her through her experience as well. So she will be back joining us on the Money seg- uh, Money Talkie segment. But for now, Sarah, tell us, where can we meet you? How can we connect with you? So um, you can go to my website, which is sarahsabin.com. Um, Sarah without an H, <laughs> just to clarify that. You can find me on linkedin.com. My URL is Sarah Caroline Sabin with dashes in between. Um, and you can drop me an email, sarah at sarahsabin.com. Thank you so much. For those of you who were listening, these uh, the links that Sarah um, Sabine has just mentioned will be in the in the show notes. And for those watching on YouTube, remember on the down below, they'll be in the description down below. So you'll be able to get to be able to click on it and uh, connect with uh, Sarah Sabine very, very, um, very easily. Okay, so thank you so much, Sarah. We'll have you back. We look forward to having you back on our Money Talkies segment. And for those watching or listening today, thank you so much for joining me. I will be back on another Friday feature segment um, with another amazing guest sharing their experience of how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. 
Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan. Take care and bye for now.